Hey there, you're listening to Starting the Conversation, the podcast which is all about communicating the real-life narrative of being an entrepreneurial woman. I'm your host, Alice Burnham, and if you're ready to be inspired and fall one step closer to your dream career, then keep on listening. Welcome to episode number eight of the podcast series. Today, I'm going to be walking you through your five-point checklist for an SEO-ready blog. If we haven't met before, my name is Alice. I'm a digital marketing coach based in the UK, and I'm passionate about talking real life, whether that's real life of what it really looks like to be self-employed, real life of what I expected life as an entrepreneur to be like and what it's really like, or just real life in breaking down stuff about marketing. And that's what today's episode is about. If you're listening and you're a blogger, or you post anything online in the form of blogs, then let, let me tell you this is an episode for you. Because today I'm going to be breaking down and hopefully helping you to understand and grasp SEO by walking you through this five-point checklist. And hopefully by the end of it, you'll be able to consider these five points before you post anything online to ensure that everything you're putting up on your blog is SEO ready. When I first began my business a couple of years ago, I kept hearing SEO talked about, but it sounded like the most confusing thing in the world to me. Every single piece of content I seemed to digest about it made me more confused than the last and it got me to a place where I couldn't even face considering it because having good SEO just seemed like a distant dream. But let me tell you, I've got to a place now where the SEO on my blog is easy to manage and I feel like I get it. If you're hearing this word SEO, we're one and a half minutes in and I think I've already said it about 20 times. SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization, and in short, it's what impacts how highly your website ranks within search engines. Yes, it can seem very complicated and confusing, but let me tell you, if you can understand SEO as a blog writer, you are going to be so grateful. Let me tell you, there's research by TechLine which reports that featuring a blog as a key part of your website gives you a 434% higher chance of being ranked highly on search engines than those who don't have a blog. Now that statistics to me suggests that there is some serious SEO potential to be gained and leveraged through having a blog. If you've got fantastic SEO on what you're posting, you're going to ensure that when people are typing stuff into Google, people who have never maybe even never heard of your business before, they're going to find your content and hopefully become connected with what you're doing. If you can get your blogs to a place where they are fully optimized for SEO, you can feel confident that once you press post, that's going to organically bring people to come and look at it. Gone are the days of having to constantly promote it on your channels, the search engines are going to be doing that for you. So hopefully you've ticked that box of first having a blog. So now let's walk through the five things you need to do to ensure that your posts are fully optimized to rank highly. I will just note here that this is not a conclusive overview of what SEO is like. Um, I am two years into a marketing business and I am still probably just as in the dark as I felt when I started. But hopefully by the end of this episode, you'll feel that little bit closer to understanding what SEO actually means for your blog writing and some simple ways that you can actually start to implement some good SEO tactics in your blogs. So the first one that I want to talk to you about is keyword choice. When it comes to SEO, keywords are vital and I'm going to be talking about them so much that you'll probably get bored of it. 
For every single post that you write, before you consider any of the next points that I'm going to talk about, I want you to consider and choose a keyword to focus in on. A few of the points that I'm next going to be going through revolve around having a great keyword. So let's first talk about what you want to do to ensure you choose a good keyword. So as a keyword, you want it to be something which really defines what the core of that post is about. You want to consider what's the purpose of this post. And for the people that this post is intended for, what are they going to be typing into um, search engines? What questions are they going to be putting into Google? And what kind of things are they going to be asking that this post is relevant for? You want to keep your keyword one, two or three words. It can be a short phrase, it doesn't need to just be one word, but I would keep it short, direct and snappy so it's super focused and super intentional. For example, the show notes that go along with this episode today, the keyword will probably be SEO blogging because if people want to know more about having great SEO for their blogs, they're most likely going to type in a question or a statement which contains those two words, SEO and blogging. Another thing you want to consider when you choose a keyword to then focus in on within the next points I'm going to talk about is that it's a new keyword. If you are constantly talking about very similar things, say you're doing a whole series about Instagram, and the keyword for every single post is Instagram tips or how to Instagram, you're going to become far less effective with your SEO. If you can pick a really unique and new keyword or key phrase for every single post that you do, search engines are going to be far more likely to put your content up to the top. So that's the first one. It's a really short and simple one for you to consider. Before you publish anything online, ask yourself, what is the keyword for this post? What's the key content? What's the core of this message? What are people going to be typing into Google to find this piece of content? That's the best way to find that one out. So now that you hopefully know how important it is to decide on the keyword, let's look at how that practically goes into place to ensure that your blog is optimised. So the second point, which is a hefty one, I'm going to be talking about integrating your keyword in your text, in your title and in your alt text. So something that you're going to figure out through this point that I'm making here is that keyword density is vital. There's no point just picking a keyword and knowing it in your head if you don't do anything about it. Let me first talk about the title. Having your keyword in your title is so vital. It's the way that people and search engines immediately take in what your content is about. Keep your title short, ensure that your keyword is near the front, and your search engines are going to rank that highly than more kind of confusing and messy titles. Alongside having the keyword in your main title, I'd also suggest putting it in a subheading within the post. Basically, the more priority that you can give to your keyword and the more you can show to search engines that what you're talking about is really focused around that keyword, the better. Another way you can ensure that you have a huge keyword density is keeping it within the text. I would go so far to say that every two to three sentences, you want to include a nod to the keyword. Whether that be the full keyword or just a part of that phrase, if a search engine can find consistent evidence of you discussing the keyword throughout the text, they're going to assume that your post is relevant and consistent in the message, and therefore something that's useful to people. When considering SEO, you always want to think, what will this look like to the search engine? 
what does this say to them? If you're constantly mentioning that keyword, if it's both in your title and in your text, that search engine is going to think, hey, this is really about this piece of content. They are really talking about this key message. Maybe this is something that people are going to want to really read about. You also want to ensure that that keyword is super on message straight away. So yes, have it consistently throughout the text, but make sure that it's within the first sentence and the paragraph really clearly. This indicates again to the search engine that your blog is super specific and on topic right from the get-go. Now you may think, okay, I've got my keyword in my title, I've got it in my text, I've got it in my subheadings, surely that's the only place I can put it. No, the next place you can put your keyword is in your alt text. If you've never heard of alt text before, don't worry, because I didn't before I learned all about SEO. Alt text is what you can add to the background of any image or graphic within a post to indicate what that photo, image, graphic, whatever is. As smart as Google is, it sadly can't understand what photos are or what they're about. So adding an alt text to your image helps search engines to get a clear idea of what that content is. Within my blogs, to ensure that I'm super SEO optimized, I always have the keyword or a phrase within my keyword as the alt text for any images or any graphics that I have within my posts. I'm sure you can conclude from this point that keyword density is vital. The more that you can integrate the keyword into your post, the better it will rank. So just to confirm what point number two was to check off your list before you post anything online is, is the keyword in the title, is the keyword in the text, and is the keyword in the alt text? Ask yourself this question. If a search engine was running through my blog, counting how many times I talked about that keyword, would it think that my blog is on topic, consistent in message, and relevant to that keyword? It's a good question to ask. Now moving on to point number three for you to check off that checklist before you post anything online. When ensuring something is SEO ready, you want to ask yourself, have I edited the SEO title, slug and meta text? Now, it's okay if all of those words sound like absolute alien to you because I'm going to break it down for you now. Each of those elements that I mentioned break up how a page is displayed when you see it on a search engine. It's pretty self-explanatory. So SEO title is the title that's shown when your uh, blog post or your page shows up. The slug is your URL. So it's what comes after .co.uk forward slash. And your meta text is that little preview that the search engine shows of what that post or what that page is about. Now, if we start with the SEO title, you want to keep your keyword nice and close to the front. If you don't change this in any way, uh, the search engine is just going to automatically use whatever title you have on your blog, which is fine, and that's not the worst thing in the world, but I found that by editing it, I can make it far more optimised and snappy. I make my keywords super close to the front of that title, and sometimes I shorten the title so that I can really accurately sum up and pinpoint the content. I also tend to add my name and or my field, which is digital marketing, to the end of that title. So that if anyone, instead of searching for the topic, is searching for my company or what I'll do, they're still going to have a chance of seeing that post. So that's the first thing to consider within this point. Have you edited your SEO title? Now moving on to the slug, which as I said, is the customized URL within that post. 
I would always recommend having a custom URL for every blog post because not only does it make your post look more legit and trustable to people that are looking to read it, but it helps again with that big thing of keyword density. Having your keyword as your slug is a great way to increase your ranking and again just keep indicating to that search engine that you are really talking about this topic. So the final thing to check within this section is your meta text, which I think is a super powerful tool that not enough of us are harnessing. Your meta text, as I mentioned earlier, is that kind of one to two sentence preview which is shown of every post or page on Google or search engines, wherever. Again, as I mentioned, if you don't edit this, it's going to just automatically take the first one or two sentences from your post. But if you customise your meta text to be keyword rich and engaging, it's a great move, both for SEO and in how people are grabbed by the post. You want to make sure that your meta text or your preview sentences has the keyword near the front in order to up that keyword density and rank well within a search engine. And you also want to curate a meta text which is engaging and enticing for a reader. You want someone to see those one to two sentences and feel so encouraged and so desperate to carry on reading and therefore they're going to click through to that post. So that is point number three. Are you keeping up by now? I know there's a lot of content in a short space of time but I'm really passionate about just getting this message out there. So again, just to reiterate, the third thing you want to consider is have you edited and optimised your SEO title, your slug and your meta text. Now on to point number four where I'm going to be talking about internal and external links. So external links is going to be number four and internal links is going to be number five. So let's talk about this. Number four, you want to be linking to other sites and other content providers within your post. This is what I would define as an external link. When a search engine can see that your post is full of outward looking links where you're linking to other people's content, other people's posts, other people's websites, whatever, that search engine is going to conclude that what you've published is well researched, objectively written and therefore reputable. I integrate external links into my post by quoting from other entrepreneurs, linking to research done by different companies or perhaps pointing people towards other great sources of information which is relevant to what I've talked about. Not only is this going to improve your search engine ranking, but it's also going to help you to build organic and mutually beneficial relationships with other businesses. Having overall great SEO on your website is largely down to whether you can get other well-ranked businesses to link from their site to yours. So if you're building relationships with businesses who may do the same for you on their blogs, this is going to be an incredible move for you. So it's a simple one, but a really important one. Make sure that you are having outbound links within your post and ask yourself that question. Do I have kind of two or three links on here to other people's content and other people's stuff? And last but definitely not least, number five, you want to ask yourself, do I have internal links on here? Yes, it's great to have external links, but I would totally suggest having a mix of the two. And internal links is where you're linking to other content of yours. Whether that's linking the content in your post to other youth, useful blogs you've written, or perhaps linking people to different areas of, your, areas of your website which are relevant, this is going to show to the search engine that you've got an extensive library of online content. Another factor which shows you as reputable. 
When you're writing a post, consider how you can integrate another post of yours or an area of your website into the content. Because let's be real, not only is it going to help your SEO, but it's also going to encourage readers to stay on your site. The more you can do to point people from content to content and keep them engaged with what you're doing and what you're creating is totally better. Now, I'm going to take a bit of a diversion in this final point to talk to you about nofollow links, which is both relevant for point number four and the point that I just made, point number five. So both external and internal links. Now, nofollow links were created when people first realised that having links to their site on other websites gave them a better ranking on SEO. Very quickly, people began shoving random links, or not random links, but links to their blog posts, websites, whatever you name it, into Wikipedia or into comments on big people's blogs. And very quickly, people were realising that this was not an organic way of people getting a good SEO ranking. So a thing of no follow links was begun and kind of created. A no follow link is not noted by search engines. It's a type of link which goes unnoticed to them. They don't care about it. It doesn't affect how well you're going to rank on search engines. So it's just good to be aware that they exist. If you're commenting on someone else's blog and you think, oh, this is a great idea to, for my SEO. Maybe I should pop a link to my blog in here within this. That's not going to work. Yes, it's an amazing idea to do that for the purpose of reaching a wider audience and sharing your content with other people. Just don't do it with the intention of your SEO because that's not going to work for you. As I've mentioned a few times, search engines are becoming increasingly intelligent and they are beginning to figure out when people are cheating the system of trying to get better SEO. So as with a lot of the things I teach, if you're sat here thinking, this sounds like such a faff. Sounds like so much work, so much to get around, so many different things to do, I know. But let me tell you, if you can see it as a marathon and not a sprint, and just be patient with what you're doing, and be willing to learn from different uh, trial and error and mistakes that you're making within SEO, you are going to grow that slowly but organically, which is always the best way to do it. So just to clarify and go back through those five things that you want to consider before you're posting anything online, Let's walk through them. And if you ever want to find these five things again, but you don't want to listen through to the whole podcast again, which I totally understand, you can find them over at the show notes, which you'll find at alicebenham.co.uk forward slash SEO. See, my keyword is in the URL. Best way to do it. So let's go through this five point checklist. Number one, choose a relevant and effective keyword. Number two, integrate your keyword into the text title and alt text. Number three, edit your URL, SEO title and slug for optimization. Number four, include value adding inbound links. And number five, include reputable and relevant outbound links. And I have just realized I've switched four and five around. Number four on this podcast was all about outbound links and five was about inbound, but they're exact same things, so that doesn't matter. So if you want to find that list again, so you can have a reread of it every time you're writing a post to just double check that you're kind of hitting all those spots of making sure that you're optimized for search engines, then go for it. As I said, you can find them over at alicebenham.co.uk forward slash SEO. But that's it for today's episode. I know I crammed a lot of probably slightly confusing stuff into 20 minutes, but I hope that you found that interesting. I hope that that served you well as you create content online and obviously want that to be shown to a wider audience. 
I'd love to hear anything you would love to hear next on the podcast series. I'd like to know from you what you thought of today's episode. So come and connect with me over on Instagram. I'm at Alice underscore Benham and I would love to hear from you. But that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening and we will speak soon.